God. I'm glad you guys were able to tune in. If you like FCC, click like and subscribe. Follow us on Facebook. And I want to challenge you to uh, send this to somebody. Also, this is fertile ground here. Consider planting a seed. Visit us at uh, our Facebook page, FCC. God bless.
blessings in your life as well. Don't just pass something up as saying, oh, I got a great deal. No, that was a blessing from God to stretch my money. So, so look for his blessings and remain faithful and use this time to uh, prepare your tithes and your offerings and get them sent into the church. And, and we love you, we thank you, and you can watch this video as we uh, also transition into our next uh, time of, of the message. Today is Mother's Day. Today is Mother's Day. It's a day to honor the most important women in our lives. To thank them for all their support, all their love. Driving me to all my sports and paying for all of them. My mom does my laundry, which is helpful because I don't even know how to do it. Taking me to find my prom dress, which took a long time because I'm very picky. <laughs> my mom feeds me. That's key. We all want to find a great gift and find the, the perfect card for mom. Has curvy handwriting. But how do you give a gift that expresses everything the mother really means to you? It's hard to find a card that says everything that you want to say. I mean, you'll pick one up and it'll say good things at first, but then you'll be like, oh, that line doesn't even apply to our relationship. This year, maybe we should try something different. What if we gave Mother's Day as a gift for the next 365 days? Not just one day, but every day this year. Showing the love and support that our mothers deserve. We could say thank you more often. Let her relax when she needs to. Making one of those little books like you did in elementary school with all of the, this coupon is good for one free back rub. Noticing things that need to be done without her telling you to do them. Surprising her with gifts and flowers just at random times. Keeping the bathroom clean. Giving her shoulder rubs and maybe buying her some new t-shirts. Mother's Day, 365 days. 365 days. I think she's earned it. And also today, a massage or something shiny that wouldn't hurt either. I love you, Mom. I love you, Mom. Happy Mother's Day. Happy Mother's Day. Happy Mother's Day. Uh, I'm excited to be with you this morning. And uh, the title of uh, my portion of the message today is Honor God by Honoring Mom. Honor God by honoring your mama. It says in Romans 13 that we are to give honor where honor is due. That we've got to give respect to the authorities in our life. And the first authority that we encounter when we come into this world are our mother and our father. And, and, and it is crucial, I'm going to explain that a little bit later in this message, um, that we have got to learn to honor our parents because that's the first and foremost foundation of authority in our life. And when you learn to do that, you can do it in every other aspect of your life. However, the opposite is true. If you don't, you're going to have some challenges. But before we get into that, I want to open with a word of prayer. But I also want to take a moment to remember those moms who have recently suffered a loss of some sort. They're, I'm getting words and messages from folks, and we are praying for different people. Yeah. And uh, there, there's mothers out there who this Mother's Day is their first Mother's Day without their husband. There's mothers out there who recently had miscarriages. There are mothers out there who have children who are in the hospital right now, coming through surgeries and battling cancers and sicknesses and COVID-19. There are children who have recently lost mothers. I'm, I'm reminded of our, our sister church down in Grand Rapids where... Uh, uh, mother of just 31 years of age um, 
with two children at home, passed away from complications um, with COVID-19. And uh, I also want to remember there's mothers who, for whatever reason, felt like they, they had to choose abortion. And they're suffering grief Amen. and guilt and Amen. loss. There's, there's mothers who right now, they themselves are sick. They're in the hospital. Mm -hmm. they're, they're suffering. And I also want to remember a special mother today. Wanda Cooper Jones is the mother of Ahmed Arbery, mm -hmm. who today, she is having her first Mother's Day without her son. Yeah. What a tragic, senseless loss of life. Evil, pure evil. Amen. And this is what I know to be true, that God created all men in His image, that the foot of the cross is level ground and all are welcome. God doesn't see us any differently. We've got to learn that prejudice of any kind, in any way, anywhere cannot be tolerated. There's a lot of ways to approach it. There's a lot of ways to do it. But I'll tell you this, talk is cheap. We've got to take action. What does that action look like? I'll be bringing you a message next week, and I'll address some of these issues. You uh -huh. want to tune in yes. and for that. But today, we are going to choose this day to honor mothers. But before we do that, we're going to pray for those who have suffered loss, who are in the season of mourning, who are suffering one way, shape, or another. Because Christ says in His Word that He is our healer. He is our deliverer, the peace giver. He's the one who can bring comfort and joy like no one else can. People can say the words and they can hug you and they can love you authentically, but it still leaves a void and a pain in your heart. That only God can heal. Let's go, go before the Lord in prayer. Amen. Gracious Heavenly Father, we come to you now in the mighty name of Jesus. And we thank you, Father God, for every woman that has been a positive influence in our life. For those women who want to be mothers and aren't quite there. But Lord, we pray for those who have suffered loss. Lord, we pray that you give them peace that passes understanding in their mind and in their heart. Let them know that they're loved. Let them know that they are mighty women of God. Let them know that you have a plan and a purpose a hope and a future for them. Let them know that their time is not done yet. Yes. They still have a voice. Yes. They still have prayers that are powerful and effective. Amen. Lord Jesus, remind them of how special they are, how loved they are today. Amen. We ask and pray all these things in the mighty name of Jesus. And the saints of God said, Amen. Amen. God bless you this morning. I was looking up the word honor, and, and as I was looking that up in the... Um, in the uh, concordance in, in the original language of the Bible, which was written, and it means love, respect, dignify, and venerate. Love, respect, and to dignify them, to give them prestige and honor, to put them in a place that is worthy of respect. See, sometimes they deserve the respect, but they haven't been put or addressed in such a manner to receive that, to be venerated. And it is our job and showing honor to our mothers to put them in that spot, in that spotlight, in that, in that place where they can receive what is rightfully theirs. Also, the same is with God. We are to love, honor, venerate, and respect God. And He is worthy of it already. He already deserves that. He is almighty in every way, shape, and form. But have you put him in that spot in your life? Have you done that? And chances are, if you haven't done that, are you properly respected mom? Are you properly honoring him, her? Now here's the interesting thing. And we read this in the beginning of the Bible. And it says in Exodus 20, verses, 
verse 12. It also reiterates it in Ephesians 6.2. It says, Honor your father and mother, then you will live a full life in the land the Lord your God is going to give you. Now I know the Lord is speaking to specifically to the Israelite nation, but the message, the principle remains the same for you and I today. There is a place that the Lord is going to bring you into, and if you want it to go well with you in your career, in your path, in your call, in your ministry, whatever it is that you're going to go into, if you want it to go well, first and foremost, you must learn to honor your father and mother. Today we're speaking excuse me, specifically about mothers. In Ephesians, it also goes on to say that this is the first command. It's not a suggestion. It's not a uh, wishful thinking. It's not a good idea. This is a command yes. from your Heavenly Father to honor your mother. Honor your father too, but today it's Mama's Day. So it is the first commandment with a promise. That means you obey this. And if you obey that, which is a good thing, it's yes. a good thing to honor your mother. Yes. It's a great thing. But not only is it good to do that, right and just to do that, there is blessings for you if you do it. That things will go well with you. And what does that mean, go well with you? In every industry in life, whether in corporate world or athletics or music or whatever it is, whatever you're at, there's something that every successful person has or does that contributes to their success. Uh, some call it uh, fundamentals. Every athlete has to have balance, agility. They have to have coordination. Every, every leader has yeah. have to have the ability to communicate and to lead and to love people. Yeah. There are things that are called best practices. And if you are to be a good leader, you've got to learn to serve also. You can't just be someone who spouts things off all the time, but not willing to take action. See, it's easy to put posts out and say a bunch of stuff and be very eloquent and loud and proud, but when the proof is in the pudding, what fruit is the person bearing? That's going to stand the test of time. And one of the best practices in any aspect or walk of your life is to learn to honor your mom. Learn to honor your parents. If you can't learn to honor your parents, you won't learn to honor your boss. You won't learn to honor those who are over you. And if you can't be a good follower, you'll never be a good leader. If, if you can't be a good <clears throat> team player, you'll never be a good team captain. Uh, if you can't be uh, a good servant in the church, you'll never be a good uh, elder, deacon, or pastor in the church. If you can't be a good follower in whatever arena that you're in, and you can't honor those who are above you, then you're going to have trouble along the way. But if you learn this simple truth, it might be simple but hard for some of you. You might be saying, well, my mom doesn't deserve it. De deserving isn't part of the, of the formula there. You're commanded to do it. Mm -hmm. It might be challenging, yeah. but you're commanded to do it. See, when, if and when, and hopefully it, it doesn't happen in the name of Jesus, if I'm pulled over by an officer... Whether I think that officer is a jerk, whether I'm fearful, whether I'm not, I owe that officer respect and honor because of the badge he stands behind. 
because of the oath he's taken. Now, how he conducts himself, that's between him and God and him and his department. But my responsibility is to give honor first. Regardless of how, if you had a, a great parent or, or not, you owe that parent honor. And by doing so, you lay a good foundation. When you learn to honor your parents, then you can also learn to honor God. And when you yeah. do those things, yes. the blessings of God will follow you in your life. And it says in one rendering that you will have a long life, a full life, a healthy and prosperous life. Who wants a healthy, full, and prosperous life? Amen. I know I do. I do. So I have to honor Honor my mom. Now, you might say, well, my mom is dead and gone. Honor your parents. Honor your mom by being the best version of yourself. Yes. By, by overcoming the obstacles that are in your life. Yes. Taking the mantle that they gave you, the practices, the good that they gave you, and move forward. Move forward. Take charge. Seek God's good and perfect will for your life. They may not be around to applaud you or to say... Uh, good job, but you can make a good name. Maybe your family name wasn't good. It's your turn to make it good. Maybe you, they, they gave you something a little bit and you're making it something more. Whatever the case is, move forward with joy, with peace, with God's strength, and have a full life honoring them in your, your, your words, your thoughts, and your actions. I'm reminded of two stories. I'm going to tell them briefly from the Bible. And I'm going to invite Sister Jamie, Pastor Jamie, to come and, and, and join me in this. And I'm reminded of these two, two, two moms. And this is the title of this slide that I have here. Mom's prayers reach God's ears. Yes. The prayers of mothers seem to move the hand of God. And I have wondered one time why that is. And, and something that I recognize in Scripture, it says, The prayers of a righteous person availeth much. And that we are to pray with earnestly, earnesty, uh, a heartfelt prayer, um, to, to be sincere in our prayers. Moms are the ones who bring life to us. Moms are the ones who carry you for nine months on average, to bring you into this world. There's a lot of bonding time. There's a lot of things there. And then they go through the nursing process and the raising and the rearing process. And there's this bond that's made. No one can love like a mother's love. Even fathers, as much as I love my children, I can't love them like their mother loved them because I didn't have that same thing. There's a something special about a mother's love. And we read in 1 Samuel how Hannah didn't have a child. But she was praying to God earnestly that she would. And here's the thing. She struck a deal with God. And she says, if you give me a son, I will give that first one to you. There's a lot of types and shadows in there. There's a lot of messages. But this is the one that I want to let you know today. When God gives you something and you release it, He, he allows you, he, he continues to bless you. He gave Hannah a son. And that ended up being one of our greatest prophets and judges in... Um, and Samuel. But here's the thing. She was able to come back and visit him. She, she weaned him. She was able to come back and visit him and bring him clothes. And he blessed her with more children, not just the one. She only asked for one, but he gave her more than one. And the one that she dedicated to God became a mighty man of God that we read about till this yes. day. Yes. Praise God. I'm also reminded of Jochebed. Jochebed was Moses' mom. 
not only Moses, he was Aaron, the first high priest, and Miriam, the first prophetess and praise and worship leader. Mm -hmm. Man. Hello. Jacobin must have been a mighty woman of God. Here's the thing. She had other children, but a decree came down from, from uh, the government at that time, uh, which was Pharaoh in Egypt, that said to kill all the babies. There's too many of them. Let's do this. this, this, this uh, just take them out. She hid her baby, put them out on the water. But look at what God did. He touched the heart of Pharaoh's daughter, who found Moses and took him out of the water. And then... Look at how God works this miracle. Miriam, his sister, big sister, says, Hey, I see you got a baby. Shall I find someone to nurse him? Yes, do that. So she goes and gets Jacobed to nurse her, her own son. On top of that, his life is preserved when all the others had to die. And Pharaoh's daughter paid Jacobed to feed and rear her only son at that time. It's just amazing, amazing that story. How God, even though you've done the best that you can do, and you've got to release them. We're in a time and season in our life where we're dealing with some of that releasing. Um, you know, my oldest uh, uh, is already out of the house. My, my next daughter, she got married. She's expecting. Uh, Zeke just got accepted into LEAD, which we're, it's a ministry-type school, and we're proud of him. But he's going to be going in August, and we're going to feel that loss. We're releasing him. But we're also covering him with prayer Amen. and praying that God will yes. bring him back. The access would still be there. The influence would still yes. be there. And we pray for God's good and perfect will in his life. Amen? Amen. Praise God. So we read that these two women uh, were mighty women of God. And they prayed in such a way that God answered. Moms, I want to remind you, you're not done yet. Even though you might be empty nesters or your, your children might be gone, your prayers are still powerful and effective. You're still a grandmother. You're still a, a mentor to another young lady. You're still a mentor to another young man. Your prayers are powerful and effective. Don't give up. Don't give in. Don't quit. If you're still drawing air, God still has a plan for you. Gird yourself up. It may be tough. Stand up. Do the will of God. Seek His face, and He will guide you in the paths of righteousness for His name's sake. Lean not on your own understanding. We don't understand what's going on in this world right now. It seems crazy. I can't explain it. I don't know the mind and heart and the will of God. What I know is His Word, what tells us how to conduct ourselves through these times. And it says, He who dwells in the shelter of the Most High will find refuge. Draw close to God. Your time is yet to come. Man, if you're still, if God, think of how special you are. If he allowed you to be here at this time, surely he has equipped you. Surely he thinks you're able. Surely he has a plan and a purpose for you. You're here now in 2020 during a pandemic, during crazy times, during uh, unsettling times. He must think highly of you. He must think that you are stronger than what you think of yourself. You are more talented than what you think of yourself. You are more gifted, more anointed. Praise God. 
Get into what he has called you to do. Yes. Don't delay. Take action. And as you move forward, he'll open and close doors to yes. guide you. He will strengthen you. His word says he'll never leave you or forsake you. That he will be with you to the very end of the age. He tells you to take courage. So I call you out, woman of God. Stand up and yes. take your rightful place in 2020. We need you. We need your prayers. We need your passion that only you can bring. I can't do it like you can do it. I need you to say those prayers. Yes. I need you to petition God. Yes. I need you to intercede. Mothers, we need you. Yes. And all the rest of us, Come honor on. them. Yes. Treat them with respect, yes. with dignity. Revere them as uh, our mentors and teachers and prayer warriors. Both of these godly women knew how to pray. God heard their prayers. Mamas, don't stop praying. Children, honor your mothers that your life will go better. That it will go well with you. I want to invite my children's mothers up to, to uh, join. I am excited to be able to uh, do this message with Pastor and speak into the lives of women this morning. What God has, has laid on my heart to speak to you this morning. But before I do, we're going to watch another video. Maybe 
I can hand yeah. them to Jeremiah, but that's it. I, I don't. I, I I can't hand them back. They're mine. I have to take care of them. But but wonderful thing about that is, you know, God just has built motherly instincts into us, Amen. and when that baby comes, those motherly instincts kick in as they already have in regards to just wanting to protect and wanting to make sure that she's doing the right things, eating the right things, and and in order for that baby to have the best chance of, of growth inside her womb. So <clears throat> it is um, oftentimes where we question ourselves, where we wonder if we're doing it right. We wonder if we're doing enough. We're wondering if we're doing good enough. And sometimes we wonder if we're enough. And so I'm here to tell you that, that God dropped that into my heart to say to you today that you are enough. You are qualified in the position that he's called you in, and you got this. In 1 Corinthians 15, 10, it says, By the grace of God, I am what I am. And his grace to me was not without effect. No, I worked harder than them all, yet not I, but the grace of God that was with me. Now I want to read this little part in the Bible that I have that kind of, it, it goes into explanation of verses, and it says, Grace is God's presence and love through Jesus Christ given to believers by the Holy Spirit, imparting to them God's mercy, forgiveness, and the power to do God's will. You see, my dad always taught that grace was God's enabling power and presence in our lives to do what he's called us to do and to be who he's called us to be. So I want to tell you this morning that God has given you grace for your race. He has given you grace to be the mom that you are supposed to be for your race and no one else's. I talked on this last Mother's Day about the comparison trap, and I'm not going to spend a lot of time there because I did, but so often as moms, we get sucked into comparing ourselves to everyone else. Mm -hmm. And unfortunately, the danger of Facebook is uh, we get sucked into comparing ourselves with everyone else. And I'm finding out more and more just how dangerous Facebook is um, in doing that and comparing yourself or others comparing you to, to an idea of something. Because really, in reality, Facebook is the best part of everybody. You don't see the, the, the heartaches, usually. Usually. Now, some people do put it out there because they like drama. But you don't normally see that in the people that you are especially comparing yourselves to. You see the, the best side of, of the, the homes in which you are trying to peer into and comparing your home to. Yes, but the yeah. fact of the matter yeah. is God has given you grace for your race and no one else's. He's giving you your children who are different than their children. And he's blessed them to you for a specific purpose because you are the perfect mom for them. You have what it takes to raise them the way that God wants you to raise them. No one else can do the job but you. You can't do the job of someone else. God has given you grace for your race. Be who God gifted and created you to be as a woman, as a child of God, as a wife, and as a mom. You are enough. I often tease about this. Um, we live in a world where we all love books. And we live in a world that when we parent, for some reason, we need books. And in order to find out how to make my child go to sleep, I need to read a book. In order to find out when I should start feeding them solid foods, I need a book. Yeah. In order to find out how I should discipline them, I need a book. In order to find out you know, what the best position is to do the, the other thing or this thing, I need a book. And I tease to say I'm going to write a book that says stop reading books. Because I'm not saying books are bad. And I believe that God has gifted people, gifted authors, 
And he has given them a message to write into a book for us. And there are messages that we can get out of those. But when it comes to specific parenting your child, moms, moms-to-be, can I just encourage you to get to know your children? Can I encourage you to learn your children and to, to take your cues as far as discipline goes, as far as feeding goes, as far as nap time goes, as far as sleeping patterns go from them? So to speak. I mean, you're the mom. But, you know what I'm saying? Like, we, we get so caught up. And again, comes in this comparison trap because we, we take these books that we think the experts wrote, and sometimes I like to know how many of them actually have kids, but we think the experts wrote, and we take this book and we try to apply it as a cookie-cutter solution to our children, and our children weren't cut out for that. So go to the Word of God. That's the book I want you to read. Yeah. Go to the Word of God. Read the B-I-B-L-E and call on the grace of God that he's given you for your race, for your children. Heed the advice and wisdom of your mothers, of your aunts, of the godly women that he has placed around you. Go to them and, and get that advice. Use his standards for walking you through the, those stages and the challenges of life. Now, yes, there are good books out there. If you're struggling with a, a hard-willed child, um, a, a strong-willed child. There's a book out there for that, and it's a Christian book, and I'm not, again, I'm not trying to say don't read books, but we make parenting and being a mom sometimes. I see, again, on Facebook, a lot of things is, you know, I just, I can't, I can't get anything done today. I can't do this today. I can't do that today. Part of the reason is, is you're trying to live up to an expectation that you were never meant to live up to. A lot of times, we as moms, make our jobs so much harder. And I'm guilty of that. I'm so guilty of that. I put a different expectation on, on, on myself in my home of things that I think it should look like and want it to be. And then I'm frustrated when I don't meet those expectations. It's not the expectations my, my children have put on me or my husband has put on me. It's an expectation I have. Whether that is because I read a book and thought I should be doing it some way, shape, form, or the other, whether it's because I've seen something on Facebook, whether I just have this picture-perfect idea <coughs> in my head, whatever it may be, it's an expectation that I place on myself, and that I'm frustrated when I cannot achieve that expectation. Can I tell you the most important job you have is just to be there? Just to be present in your child's life, in your husband's life, in your family's life, to show Jesus to them every day, to model Jesus to them. It's not enough to teach Jesus to them. I had that in my notes originally. Teach them about Jesus. It's not enough to teach them about Jesus. I have to show Jesus to them. I have to be the hands and feet of Jesus to my children because I can, I can teach them the Bible stories, which is what we should do. I can, I can teach them who he is just like they would learn something in school. But if I don't help them build that relationship with him, what I've taught him is, or taught them is, is nothing but that, just uh, an education about the Bible. I want them to have more than an education about the Bible. I want them to have a true relationship with Christ. And in order for that to happen, they have to see Jesus. They have to feel Jesus. And see, as, as little kids, it's so much easier usually for them to, to uh, have that. They, they just believe everything so wholeheartedly. But they also have to begin to, because he's not a tangible person that they can touch and they can feel, they have to see them in us. 
see him in us. We have to show Jesus to them. We have to be his hands and his feet. We have to pray for them, pray over them, hug them, kiss them, love them unconditionally and most intentionally. Now, that sounds like a lot, but really what that means is you have to be there. You have to be present in their life every day. You have to model the faithfulness of God, trust and reliance on him, even in the hard situations, the good situations. You have to help them see the blessings of God in their life when, when so often we overlook them and, and, and take a teaching moment. But really what that means, you have to be there. It's not about whether or not your child grows up to go to the most prestigious college or even college at all. It's not about whether or not your child graduates high school with honors. It's, those are great things. It's not about whether or not your child grows up and, and gets an amazing opportunity, maybe in, in sports or in a business field. That's great. But the world measure, measures success by those standards. We measure success by the standards of God and whether or not my children have grown up to love Jesus, whether or not they've grown up to have a relationship with Jesus, that success. And in order for that to happen, I have to be present in their lives. I have to be, be intentional about showing them the love of Jesus. And, and more than uh, them getting in their reading time, which is great, but you know what? Maybe I just need to sit on the couch with them and have a conversation. You know, we, we pressure ourselves so much with the, 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 what the world says we should be as parents and moms. And again, I'm not saying those are bad things, but so often, we put so much pressure on ourselves. And I want to tell you today, just be there because you are enough to be a, a power and a presence in their life. There's times we're going to fail. There's times that, that we're going to let the laundry take over when maybe we should have sat down and had a conversation on the couch. Maybe we should have sat down and, and maybe gone into their room and talked to them when we knew that they had a hard day, but you know the laundry was calling our name and we did that instead. There's times... Not that it needs to be done, but laundry's always going to be there. Dishes are always going to be there. The, the dog's toys all over the floor are always going to be there. My children are not. And if I'm coming to that stage in my life where I realize that more and more, my children are not. Soon I'm going to have just one left with me in, in, in the house. Um, and that's, that's a hard thing to, to think about as a mom. And I think about the times that maybe I could have been there more. I think about the times that maybe I could have been present um, a little bit more. And so I want to encourage you today to take the pressures of what you think you should be and go to God with that. And allow God to, to work in your life to be yeah. who he called you to be. Yes. Not what you see in your neighbor. Not yeah. what you see in your sister. Not what you see. Even, you know, sometimes even with our own mom. There are times that even you think, man, you know. She was so much better than I was as a mom. She's, she, if I could only be what she was. But you know what? She has instilled those qualities in you, but you still have to take them and make them your own. And so you are still, you're going to be different than, than any other mom because God didn't call you to be them. He called you to be you. And you are enough as you, not anyone else. Amen. In Psalms 46, 5, it says, there is a river whose streams make glad the city of God, the holy place where the Most High dwells. God is within her. She will not fall. 
God will help her at break of day. Now the her that it's referring to in this, in this text is actually the river. But it's God's river is a continual flow of his grace, glory, and power in the midst of his faithful people. And it flows from the throne of God and constantly refreshes the believer. Where it says, he will help her at break of day. At the beginning of a new day, God is going to give you new strength. So maybe you failed yesterday. Maybe you didn't do what you, were, what you felt that you should have done yesterday. Today is a new day. God is giving you new strength, new grace for this day. And so as Pastor Mike would say, do better. Take, a, take the day and just do better. I'm going to do better than what I did yesterday. I, I felt like I, I wasn't there for them yesterday. I'm going to be there today. I'm going to be intentional today because <clears throat> you are not. In closing, I want to speak to the women who are who are waiting for God to give them the promise of a child. Because Mother's Day for those can become, a, as Pastor already spoke about it, a really challenging time. <clears throat> and we have. We have had two women in our church this year lose babies um, to miscarriage. And I know that that's, that's a hard thing to walk through. And so I want to read really, not really quickly, but I'm going to read from Luke. Um, and I just want to give you maybe some, some hope this morning that God still has a plan. Luke 1.45 says, Blessed is she who has believed that what the Lord has said to her will be accomplished. Now, this was speaking to Mary. Mm -hmm. The angel of the Lord had come to Mary and had told her that she was going to have a child and she was to name him Jesus. And, and Mary was a virgin, so how is that supposed to be? But she believed. And it said, Blessed is she who has believed that what the Lord has said to her will be accomplished. And I know some of you out there God has spoken to. And he has told you that he is going to give you a child. He has promised that to you. You have yet to see the promises fulfilled. Blessed is she who believes that what the Lord has said to her will be accomplished. God still is yet to fulfill his promise and his plan for you, but he will because God is a God who does not lie. Amen. If he has spoken to you about that specifically, believe and hang on to that. You have the hope that God has told you. He is going to fill your room with a child. Maybe you haven't heard the voice of God directly. I say keep praying, keep seeking, keep asking. Keep seeking God's direction. We do live in a, in a time that, you know, there are other options out there. And whatever God's plan is for you, he is faithful and just to fulfill it. Whether that be through uh, treatments, whether that be through adoption, whether that, that be through his miraculous touch in your body to allow you to conceive. I don't know. And if he hasn't told you that yet, either hang on to uh, uh, seeking his plan and his perfect will for your life. Because I can tell you this. That God's timing is always perfect. It may not be what we want. Mm -hmm. It may not be when we want and how we want it to be. But we can rest assured that his timing is always perfect. And sometimes waiting for his timing is hard. But when we wait on the timing of God, we are so blessed in the end. Because God always has perfect timing. So I say once again, to moms, to grandmas, to moms-to-be, yes. now or in the future, to aunts-to-wives, to those of you who stand in the gap for a mom, you are enough. And I found this, this prayer that I wanted to read over all of you this morning as I come to a close. And it says, Dear God, thank you for the gift of motherhood. Thank you for blessing, for, for the blessing it is to be called mom. Thank you for the good plans you have in store for those who still wait to be a mom. 
Thank you for the numerous spiritual children you have given to so many spiritual moms and mentors. We pray that you would fill this day with favor and grace as we honor moms all around our nation. Yes. We ask for comfort for those who are grieving, loss, and heartache, especially on this day. We ask for strength for those who wait for children to come back home. We ask for healing for those who have been hurt by relationships that were intended to be loving and nurturing. We ask for faith for those who will someday be moms, we find, who find themselves on a journey that seems so hard. We ask for great encouragement and grace to cover those who have made a brave and loving choice of adoption. We ask for incredible provision and care over every single parent mom who works so hard on behalf of her children. We ask you would remind many of those who, though they do not have physical children, have the gift of being amazing hope bringers to many spiritual children they've been blessed and nurtured through the years. God, thank you for the gift of life. Thank you that your heart is for us and that you are with us. In all our unique journeys and pathways, thank you that you are sovereign over every part of our lives. Thank you that your ways are perfect Amen. and you make our footsteps secure. Yes. Today we pray, I pray this for refreshing, for oh, joy, amen. for grace, for wisdom, for great peace for all moms, for moms-to-be, and for women who nurture and lead. In Jesus' name, amen. amen. So moms, I leave you with this, that you are enough. Stop second-guessing yourself. Stop measuring yourself to someone else. God is giving you grace for your race and no one else's. And be who he's called you to be. Do what he's called you to do for your children, for your family, and nobody else's, because you are enough. We're going to have um, Psalms 91 read as we um, end, as our custom is. And we just thank you for, for uh, joining us this morning. And we pray that you have an awesome Mother's Day and be blessed. My niece, Treya, is going to read this morning. He who dwells in the shelter of the Most High will rest in the shadow of the Almighty. I will say of the Lord, He is my refuge and my fortress, my God in whom I trust. Surely he will save you from the fowler's snare and from the deadly pestilence. He will cover you with his feathers, and under his wings you will find refuge. His faithfulness will be your shield and rampart. You will not fear the terror of night, nor the arrow that flies by day, nor the pestilence that stalks in the darkness, nor the plague that destroys at midday. A thousand may fall at your side, ten thousand at your right hand, but it will not come near you. Amen. Amen. Thank you for reading that. Let me just pray a special blessing over all you mothers out there. In the precious name of Jesus, I pray that the Lord will give you strength, peace, comfort, and joy. Yes. That he would make his path for your life clear. That he would give you hunger for his word. That he would give you guidance and protection. And a sweet night's sleep. I pray all these things in the mighty name of Jesus. And that saints of God said, Amen. Amen. God bless you all. We love you. Take care. Pray for the end of this COVID so we can meet together again. Amen.